Let us come together and go before the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, we come before you in the midst of our situations. We ask you, Lord, to guide our hearts, unite this country, God. Unite us in your Son, Christ Jesus. Unite us in your Word. Unite us in faith. Unite us in the body of Christ so we'll stop all this fighting and division among us, Lord. Put your hand upon us, God. Guide our hearts and minds into your way. Strengthen us, Lord, so we'll, we'll be a people of, that love God, that love one another as you instructed us to do. Give us understanding, God. We're praying, Lord. Help give us understanding, God. Let us deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow your son, Christ Jesus. Let us show mercy and grace, God, as you have shown us mercy and grace. Let us love as you have loved us, God. Let us get to the work of God, doing the things of God. We pray that you, you give us understanding today. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's review the hand of God as we're led by the inspired teaching of the Holy Spirit today. And as Christians, we're blessed when we have faith in God, which means we're willing to allow God to place his hand upon us, to build us up in faith so we're more devoted to him. See, the hand of God makes a difference in us as it causes us to have stronger faith in God, be more obedient, be courageous. See, once God places his hand upon us, there's no way out except to believe, have faith, and do what the Lord requires of us. Saul, who the Lord placed his hand on, decided to do things his own way. And the Lord showed Saul who was in control. We cannot receive God's hand and then turn and decide to do what we want. We cannot receive God's hand and decide we're still in control of our lives. And See, we've been purchased for a price. We got to follow the God. We, we got to allow God's will to be done in our lives. For his hand to be upon us to instruct and guide us and strengthen us. See, when God decides to place his hand on us, it causes changes to happen in us. And nothing can stop what God wants to do. When God decided to bring the Israelites out of Egypt by his hand, Pharaoh wanted to stop them, but God's hand was against Pharaoh and the people of Israel were set free. There's nothing that can stop the power of God's hand. We can see God's hand at work when the Israelites are trapped against the Jordan. God's hand caused the Jordan to dry up so they could cross over. The Lord did the same thing when they needed to cross over the Red Sea. See, if we walk up right before God, when, when we need his hand to create a path for us, he will do it. Nothing can stop what God wants to do. So you and I just got to be in the right mind with the Lord. We got to be walking with Christ Jesus. We got to follow the Lord in all we do. God's hand was working against the Israelites when they forsook the Lord and, and worship other things. See, when the Israelites went out to fight, God's hand was against them. They were defeated by their enemies. See, God is the same today. If we put things before God, his hand would be against us. Which way God's hand is facing will determine if we have a good experience or a bad experience with the Lord. See, God's hand being against us will allow curses and trouble to come our way. Like when the ark of God was captured by the Philistines, they, they experienced tumors and cancer. They, they called out, send the ark of God back. We can see what happens when we 
possess and partake of things God did not intend for us to have. It will cause God to be against us. We've got to be mindful of, the, of walking before God in an upright way. We see God's hand at work in the, his prophets. When God's hand was in Elijah, he spoke the words of God, prophesying there would be neither wane nor wind, yet the valley would be full of water. See, in, God, in God's eyes, this is an easy thing to do. Though it's impossible with man, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing can stop the power of God. God's hand can bring blessings, uniting minds so his will is carried out and his word fulfilled. We need the hand of God on us, on our families, on our churches, as a body of believers so we can be a one mind in Christ. And God would accomplish his will. He, he would be our God and he would bless us. See, the effects of God's hand can be seen today. Look at what's going on in the world. See, the question is, does God's hand, does he have his hand against us? Or is his hand for us? Are we being blessed or we're suffering because God's hand is not for us? We got to be able to examine what's going on in the world. Look at the wind. The word of God says you can tell the when it's going to rain and you can tell when, when the storm is going to come, but you can't tell when my hand is working. You and I got to have an understanding about how God's work. Go with me to Job chapter 12, verses 9 to 13. If we want God's hand working positively in our, in our lives, we need to make sure we're doing what pleases God. Job chapter 12, verses 9 to 13 says, Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every creature, and the breath of all mankind. Does not the ear test words as the tongue tastes food? Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not long life bring understanding? To God belong both wisdom and power, Counsel and understanding are his. See, if we want God's hand to be at work in our lives, we need to ask the Lord to search our hearts. The Lord knows when we sit down and when we stand up. He perceives our thoughts from far away. God has the power to discern our going out and our laying down. He's familiar with our, our ways no matter where we are. God knows us. See, if we want God's hand at work in our lives, we need to know how God operates. He knows our words even before they come out of our mouth. God knows us completely. His hand hems us in from behind and in front. See, we must desire God's hand to be on us. Accept guidance and corrections from the hand of God. See, if we cannot see God's hand, if we do not seek it, then we'll understand that everything will be confused. We won't be able to handle it. We'll be, we'll be thinking it's too much for us. And though God's knowledge is too wonderful for us to comprehend and too lofty for us to attain, the Lord wants to teach and demonstrate his ways to us. There's no place we can hide. There's no place the Spirit cannot examine. There's no place we can escape God's hand. When his hand is upon us, we will walk in the ways of God or we will see suffering in our lives. When God's hand is upon us, even if we run to the hills, God is there. 
See, if we hide in our bed, God is there. See, if we hide upon the waters, God is there no matter where we go. God's hand is, is there to guide, correct, and instruct us and hold us fast to his word. If we run into darkness, the night will shine like day. But with God, darkness is in his light. God's hand has created our most inner being. We're knitted together by his power. We've been fearfully and wonderfully made by God's hand. God's hand is wonderful and awesome and powerful if we just receive it and walk right by it. See, a person can do nothing but to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their work. And this too is by the hand of God. Without God's hand at work in our lives, nothing we eat or drink will be enjoyable or satisfying. No matter how hard it is, no matter how expensive it is, no matter how much we build up, we won't be able to enjoy it because it wasn't done by God's hand. See, those who work to please God, he gives wisdom and knowledge and understanding. God is a revealing God. We can see and know and come to understand the works of the Lord and how he's still operating the thing. We can live our lives before God is right. We can live with God's hand upon us so, so we have good, a good future and avoid trouble that comes our way and receive healing. We cannot think that we don't need God's hand. That we can solve our problems on our own. That we can cure all our sickness and diseases. We're unable to do this. We need God's hand to lead and guide us, to heal us, to, to lead and give doctors understanding, to provide the very... Plants and food that we need to, to make a, 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 a vaccine for us. See, we need God's hand to be at work. To, the plants and the things can flourish so we have enough. So we need God's hand at work. So, so there's business people. There's understanding government is done in a way that cares for God's people. Not done in a selfish way. We need God's hand at work. See, by his hand, God stirs up things in the world. Christ Jesus has God's power in his hand. He, he, he knew things from the beginning. He teaches us how, how the power of God works. There's no one else. There's no one else can give us God's counsel. There's no one else can give us answers about the things of God except Christ Jesus. All others are false. They don't know the power of God's hand. Only the Lord knows this. And you and I must seek him while we can be, he can still be found by us. We must accept God's hand being upon us. See, once the Lord places his hand on us, there's only two outcomes. Either we fight against God's will or we accept his purpose. The hand of the Lord can be very heavy at times. What burdens are heavy to carry, but God makes a way. See, this, we struggle sometimes when God's hand is upon us. And it mostly happens because we love darkness more than we like the light of Christ Jesus. But there's a purpose for the Lord placing his hand upon us so it is a revealing light to us so we have faith in what God is doing. You and I got to receive it. We got to accept God's hand being on us. It'll turn from our wicked ways. God's hand upon us, we have to be strong and courageous and do the work that we were being led to do. Because the Lord's hand was upon King David, he was instructed to write down what he received from God. When God's hand is upon us, we cannot grow afraid or be discouraged. God is with us. He will not fail us. He will not forsake us. We must be faithful in the things of God. Carry out the things of God. His hand upon us to lead and guide us so we'll do the will of God. So many are touched. Many are experienced God in their lives. 
when God brought the Israelites out of Babylon, his hand was upon Ezra, who was a teacher and well-versed in God's word, which the Lord had given him. We need to learn like Ezra. And it starts with us knowing God's word so God could teach us and place his hand on us and we will be faithful in the things of God. When we feel the hand of the Lord on us, we must examine our ways. Otherwise, the Lord may take us through some hard teaching to get us to humble ourselves and receive his hand. Job experienced great struggles when God took his hand off of him so he could be tested by Satan. God's hand makes us examine our hearts and give us better understanding. See, Job's life was offensive to his wife. His brothers loathed him. The little kids in the street scorned and ridiculed him. All his friends detest him. Those who Job loved turned their backs against him. He became nothing but skin and bones. Have you ever experienced God taking his hand off you? There's nothing good about it. You and I must, under, must perceive our ways when this happens. But we thank God that we're under grace in Christ Jesus. We have time to do as the Lord desires so we don't have to go through a Job-like experience. What would it feel like if God took his hand away from us, removes his grace from us? Would we curse God? When, when suffering and, and, and diseases break out on us, will we, blame, will we blame others? Will we blame Satan? If God's hand is against us, what will we do? Can we escape God's will? We have to understand like King David that the Lord's hand is strong. There's no relief in us turning away from God. We must allow God's hand to correct our thoughts or Call on his name. We need the Lord to restore us, to have mercy on us. We request God to shine his face upon us, to save us, to, to not remove his spirit from us. We need your hand to correct us, Lord. Don't take your hand away from us. Don't take your spirit away from us. Put your hand on us and correct us and give us understanding. God is a good God. He always reveals what he's about to do before his hand acts. He warns us that he's about to put his hand on us and we're ready to receive it. He comes and speaks into our ears, confirming what he's about to do by placing his hand on us, warning us to receive his instructions and do his will. The Lord warned Israel beforehand, do not call everything conspiracy as they do. Do not fear what they fear. For it is the Lord Almighty you are to fear. He is our sanctuary. For his hand is upon us to do his will. See, when Christ places his hand on us, Lord help us, he tells us to follow him. We cannot act like we do, we're too busy for the Lord. We, we cannot say, let me go do this and let me go do that, which makes us unfit for God's kingdom. You and I got to receive the hand of God. All the changes that it takes us through, it'll make us better. It'll be better for us, better for our children, better for our churches, better for our nation. Go a minute, Luke chapter 9, verses 59 to 62. We want the Lord's hand to be on us. We don't want it to be against us. We don't want to experience struggles trying, because we won't learn of God. Because we refuse to follow his word. We refuse to follow his son and his spirit. We must change our ways. Luke chapter 9, verses 59 to 62 says, he said to another man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. 
Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. So if we keep God's commandments and endure patiently, the Lord will keep us from the hour of trial that's going to come upon the whole world to test those who live on this earth. The Lord is coming. We need to hold on to the mighty hand of God. Let no one take away our crown. The Lord is with us. His hand is upon us. We must obey. We must receive what God the Father has done through Christ Jesus. He's taken, he was taken up into heaven and seated at the right hand of God. We have to receive what Christ Jesus has done as he sends our disciples to preach and share God's word throughout the world. We must allow the hand of God to guide us today. We must receive Christ Jesus. He, he has the whole world, Lord help us, in his hand, including Satan. Those who are Christ's sheep listens to his you know, the Lord knows us and we follow him. His hand is upon us. Our lives are in his hand, Lord Jesus. Go with me to John chapter 10, verses 27 to 30. Let us turn to the author and the perfecter of our faith. Let us turn and put our lives in the hand of Jesus. He'll never fail us. He'll, he'll never forsake us. John chapter 10, verses 27 to 30 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they should never perish. No one should snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And I and the Father one. We need the hand of God to work in our lives. Wickedness is increasing in the world and the love of Moses is growing cold. If God's hand is upon us, we can stand with the Lord and receive salvation. Christ promises if we seek him, deny ourselves, and take up our cross and follow him, we will be saved. What good does it do for a person to gain a whole world and lose or forfeit their soul? We need Christ's hand working in our lives. So we're not ashamed of the Lord and Christ is not ashamed of us. I, I can tell you, there's no escaping the hand of God. When God wants to put his hand on you, and there's no escaping that. See, once God places his hand on us, we have to allow the hand of God to lead and guide us. And there's only two outcomes when God places his hand on us. See, we can choose to receive God's hand as an open hand. And then he bestows upon us wisdom, knowledge, blessing, and understanding. And we feel his presence in our life. Or we can choose to reject God's hand and, and then suffer because his hand is against us. And therefore God is heavy on us, pressing us because we refuse to do his will. We want to do our own thing even though God has called us. We reject God's hand. And therefore we go through suffering, but see if we receive God's hand, if we turn back and receive God's hand, God said, I will restore you. He said, I will once again open my hand towards you and the blessings of God will come on you. But if we choose to completely to reject God, to turn from his ways, 
to not do his will. His hand is not only going to be against us, you and I will have no way back. He, he will remove his hand so we can't even find him. We're not even able to perceive God anymore because we rejected God. We reject the, the very word of God. The head of Christ Jesus can save. You open up God's scroll and proclaim judgment on the whole world. He alone is worthy. He's the lamp of God. With his mighty hand, he would judge our lives. We must be ready so the hand of God blesses and not curses. Glory to God. We must be mindful of which way God's hand is facing. Is it for us? Or is it facing against us? Praise the Lord. The Father placed all power and authority in Christ's hand. And by his hand we are saved. Thank you, Jesus. We must want God's hand to be upon us. Though at some times it may feel heavy. But it guides us into God's will. We cannot fight against God's hand. We, we will not prevail. We do not want the Lord to remove his hand from us. We will suffer the rest of our lives. We've been called by God. Without God's hand moving in our lives, we will stumble in many ways and fall into trouble. God's hand works as the Spirit changes and transforms us into the person that God wants to be. If we can handle it, God's hand will move in wonderful ways in our lives. The Lord's hand is powerful, shaping us as it pleases God. We cannot fight against God's hand. When it wants to move in our lives, we must let God's will be done. We must welcome the hand of Christ Jesus upon us. It'll be better for us. It'll be better for our family, better for our lives. We'll get understanding. The prosperity will be better. We'll learn so much in our life as we walk with God, as God takes us through things to teach us. Slowly, you more and more will grow in faith and mature in faith. We understand all things are from God. Though we may be able to create and come up with different solutions, it came by the hand of God. So you and I have faith in God because we know all things are by the hand of God, no matter where they come from. If we give our lives over to Christ, we can still have a wonderful life. We can still do things God's way. But we have to understand the hand of God is powerful and strong and we must receive it. I pray that God be with you. I pray that God's hand be upon you, upon you and your family, upon your church, upon this nation to lead and guide us to better days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.